Kane's Fishing and Hunting Show on the all-new Kane 107.5. Hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Good morning and welcome to Kane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show. I'm Tony Landry along with Ricky Watkins. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Tony. For our weekly fishing and hunting show, uh, welcome to Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. Uh, with that, as always, the purpose of this show is to keep our listeners updated with the fishing and the hunting in the area along with Louisiana and stories around the USA and the world. And Rick, uh, each uh, Friday morning, these are the people responsible for us being here. You're right, Tony. We've got to thank our sponsors, Alamo Hydraulics, Doyle Seating and Cooling, Home Run Pizza, and Raging Cajun Seasonings and Foods. And if you'd like to give us a call, of course, you got to dial that old area code, 337. The number's 367-1240. And you can listen to us online at uh, www.kane1240.com. Anywhere in the world. And if you uh, have an Alexa, just say Alexa. Play Kane 1240. You can uh, pick up our show on any accessible internet device. We're live here at the studios of Kane Radio at 107 West Main Street here in downtown New Iberia, right next to Victor's Cafeteria, which is open. And Rick, uh, as always, open our show. Freshwater and saltwater <clears throat> fishing was shaking. Tony, I hadn't heard too much. I don't know about you on saltwater. Uh, but on the freshwater side, they're still catching a lot of sockeye uh, up at the bend. They're fishing uh, 30 to 40 foot deep and uh, doing very well on that. I hadn't been in a couple of weeks on counting the weather, but uh, it's that time of year. And then again this weekend, we're supposed to have a lot of rain, so it's kind of you know touch and go right now with the fishing. Yeah, with that, uh, I hadn't heard much either. I got some uh, reports. Uh, with regard about uh, an opportunity maybe to catch a little bit, you know, we got the new spe- speckled trout reds, uh, regs uh, that we got to, and yeah. I like to mention this each week, you know, we're down right. to, f- to uh, 15 you can catch, and uh, with the length and all, I think 13 to 20, you can only keep two above that uh, 20 pound, uh, or I should say that 20 inch threshold. Right. So uh, with that, and uh, but I, I, in the long run, I think it's good. You know, we talked a little bit about the pogey and the commercial uh fishing uh the last few weeks too yep. and uh with that so hopefully that'll open up some things too for yep. uh so our saltwater fishermen right. here in this area <clears throat> well like i said toledo bend man is red hot right now uh sockeye is is <laughs> it's unreal and it's it's very good tony yeah and yep. also with that you know uh anyway want to mention uh ricky uh the and the water levels you know they just it's they're yep. flatlining uh right at about uh three yep. foot a little less than three foot for the next few weeks right all the way out into january 4th it's going to be around uh what two uh, eight somewhere in there maybe two and a half feet so uh yep. man you guys that go out there and fish especially with the north winds now too yeah uh just be careful and those mud flaps and, yeah uh, it is low tony cool yep. it is and uh, it's been like that for a while too rick yeah and I say a while, a couple months, and uh, as they drew down uh, Lake Henderson, too, uh, and other lakes uh, they have throughout uh, uh, the state. Uh, so uh, with that hydrilla being some of it, but not necessarily everywhere. But uh, anyway, interesting in that regard. So uh, just be careful uh, out of the Butler Rose and those areas uh, where the water is pretty down, too, uh, in oh, that yeah. regard. Also, uh, with that, uh, Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries uh, – uh, made an announcement that you can renew uh, uh, that uh, has an updated licensing system to allow individuals to renew their licenses before expiration. Okay. Previously, license holders had to wait until their licenses expired before repurchasing it. And once you renew your license, the expiration uh, resets at 365 days after your renewal. Also, you license holders may also sign up for the license auto renew 
through our licensing website. This feature will uh, we automatically uh, renew your license the moment it expires without any additional action on your part. The auto renew is available for more most hunting and fishing licenses. The feature allows you to store payment information in the system and elect to have your uh, license renewed automatically every year. Of course, the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries reminds users of a $3.50 convenience fee with any uh, online transaction, including auto renew. Of course, in your LouisianaOutdoors.com account, you can also select which annual licenses you'd like to auto renew. The Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries will automatically renew your license at the purchase price plus the convenience uh, fee of using your stored credit card information. You will receive a reminder approximately 30 days before and seven days before the renewal date. So yeah. that's pretty neat, too, uh, Rick. That's you don't right. have to worry about that uh, oh, yeah. in that regard. And uh, it makes it easier. And uh, <clears throat> keep that on your L.A. wallet. <clears throat> yeah, because it, it comes up quick, Tony, when it when Yeah, expire, when you don't you know? think about it, you it know. Does. And now, you know, historically over the last uh, – I guess 100 years or so, your licenses all came renewable at June 30th. June 30th. But that's not the case today, especially nope. for you youngsters that right. go out there and buy a uh, license and uh, on August the 5th, well, it's going to come due again August the 5th, 5th. the following year. So yep. uh, they've staggered all those uh, amounts. And um, yeah, it's probably in the long run probably going to be beneficial too for people. So, But if you put that auto renewal on it, uh, that's going to make it pretty easy, Rick. Oh, yeah, it's worth it. Oh, uh, I agree yeah. with you and all with that. So, you know, speaking of uh, fishing, too, Rick, uh, I saw a little article here. Uh, uh, anglers must develop skills to key on catching bigger speckled trout. Of course, okay. uh, with that regard, you know, uh, you can only catch two of them longer than 20 inches. 20. Yep. You know, but uh, the article goes out, uh, the previous limit, you know, they talked about the 25 over 12 inches per angler, but now the daily creel limit uh, um, allows for morning limits and afternoon limits, but now it's just one limit a day. Yeah. And the new limit is uh, not so easy to explain, too. <laughs> There's a size slot, the 13 to 20 inches, which you mentioned, and the daily creel limit is 15 per angler. And back to uh, the cavat uh, on length. Uh, of the 15 total fish, two fish can be longer than 20 inches. We mentioned that. The new limit will terminate on sunset, January the 1st, and it's a few years out there, four years, 2028. 20, okay. But it could be modified depending on how well the stock rebounds, too. That'll be interesting to see uh, as you hear fishermen uh, going out there with 15 uh, catches. And, Usually uh, about a three-year span, Tony. Yeah, and that's what we're looking change. at. Yeah. Anyway, with that, so uh, anyway, the Louisiana Wildlife and Fisheries Commission just passed the one-mile buffer zone for the controversial Manhattan, too. You know, we talked about that uh, yep. with regard to uh, the fish and all uh, uh, being, uh, uh, but that's a, I think that's a big uh, point, too. Uh, and of course, the commercial fishermen are screaming about it's going to cost them more fuel, uh, jobs. Uh, uh, I just think that's something that needs to be addressed. And a lot of times you can see those commercial boats heading up the bayous and yeah. the inlets uh, off the uh, shoreline and uh, catching the pogies. Yeah, that, way uh, too close. Yeah, I, I agree. So uh, with that, anyway, anyway, it's just, uh, you know, with the new limits and all, there have been many limits caught between the uh, – weeding through the school trout under the flocks of the seagulls, but in 2024, they'll be much more or less productive. 
I will still, you know, check the flocks because occasionally there are schools of sizable trout under the birds, however. And some of the older fishermen watch the birds, man, and wherever oh, they're that's feeding. Religiously, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. They, they, look they believe that. in that. Yeah. Oh, that they do. Yeah. You know, anyway, uh, you know, if you're out there fishing, if after several fish you see their size, 11 to 12 inches, uh, move on instead of trying to weed through the small ones. It's not uh, so unnecessarily increase the mortality of the smaller fish. So uh, with that, anyway, there's going to be some new techniques out there and uh, to catch some bigger fish, you know, in that regard, Rick, and stay away from those, you know, 10-inch, 12-inch uh, specks that uh, need to grow and mature. So yep, uh, that's right. That, that's just going to take place over a period of time. And uh, looking ahead, fishermen are excited about the positive results. Uh, anyway, the sports fishermen, and sure, by the next couple of years, if the, uh, we embrace the new speckled trout limits and make adjustments to avoid killing a few undersized trout as possible. Uh, hopefully, uh, that'll all come into play, too. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, though. Uh, oh, yeah. It's the first change uh, with speckled trout in almost uh, 30 years. So, um, yeah. anyway, hopefully in the long run, uh, it's going to pay dividends uh, for fishermen to enjoy, especially the fort, uh, sports fishermen here in the area. You're going to see know. it come back a big time. Tom. Yeah. Like I said, it's going to take a couple of years, but it'll turn around. I can remember as a youngster, man, standing on the wharfs out at Sylvmore Point. Oh, yeah. Man, you'd see the schools the school. of the speckled yeah. trout. That's right. I mean, uh, stretch for a, a good mm -hmm. hundred feet, yeah. you know. I mean, just uh, you could throw a cast net out there That's right. and pull up some nice specks in that regard. So uh, we just hope uh, – that continues to go on. Meanwhile, uh, I didn't see anything with the red snap. Of course, the commissioner has decided he's going to cut it off on the 31st. He could cut it off, uh, of course, today being the 22nd. Yesterday, the winter equinox uh, began. But uh, we'll see uh, what the new commissioner do in that regard uh, with uh, uh, cutting off uh, the red, uh, uh, red snap. Of fish. It was close, so, huh? Yeah, it was like uh, maybe uh, 80,000 pounds off or something like that of the uh, 934 we asked. Uh, of course, was it last year, the year before? We overcaught and they cut us back, too. Cut it back. Yeah, so uh, in the meantime. But it also, they increased the four-fish limit from uh, three. Right. We'll see how that will come into play. Yeah. And then they opened it up completely uh, yeah. uh, where you could catch uh, well, any It looks like day. he's doing a good job, though, Tony. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be interesting. Uh, he's been in there a short time. Uh, but uh, hopefully – uh, we'll see some things happening in that regard and yep. uh, make things better. So for the sport fishermen. So with that, I also saw that, uh, boy, and this is great to hear too. Uh, out at Port Fourchon, it looks like a collection of pale cypress trees. They're building these little, uh, islands like, uh, or to protect the, uh, from the storms, the okay. uh, the wave action and all that. And yeah, like a little barrier. Yeah, they're strange-looking artificial reefs taking shape over in Terrebonne Bay, and it's a new tool that conservation and fishing groups hope will help ease the habitat of lost along the Louisiana's uh, rapidly eroding coast. Oh, and yeah. uh, uh, The reefs are called Cajun corals, and they're one of many designs the, for hundreds of underwater barriers the state nonprofit groups have installed along the coast to counter the land-robbing effects of erosion, sea level rise, stronger storms. Some artificial reefs are made with cement balls or pyramids, while others future recycled uh, oyster shells crammed into uh, stackable uh, cages. So okay. uh, yeah. anyway, you see this, and uh, good to see. Boy, I wish you could see some of that out here in our direction. Mm -hmm. But uh, anyway, it's a strange-looking uh, setup and all, and uh, each reef module is made up of hundreds of needles injecting concrete into a form. Uh, of course, Danos International makes the Cajun corals uh, at a 5,000-square-foot plant in Amelia, 
but uh, the setup is so basic that Danos executives uh, believe that they could be made at the modest uh, industrial site and possibly on barges one day. Uh, they are designed to be manufactured anywhere, but it, it's just something to see that uh, uh, things they can do to try to uh, beef Slow up the closer line. Oh, yeah. yeah, I can remember what one time they're putting Ooh. out tires and all kind of things that uh, yeah. try to help uh, with that, uh, with the erosion. But uh, yeah. anyway, uh, the bay has been losing, you know, a lot of them, marshes, inlets, uh, islands. Uh, you know, there years ago, there was a, like a little portion of uh, land out there in the 40s and 50s that has since been uh, torn away by hurricanes. Yeah. Uh, probably uh, Audrey did I more say around Blue to Point, it. too, Tony. Yeah. It used to be a strip, and now it's, it's, it's underwater, you know? Yeah, that's right. So it's just uh, over a period of time uh, with that, uh, of course, the – there's no stronger force in the pounding of water, as people don't realize. Oh, yeah. uh, that's just unbelievable. Uh, of course, uh, the reef, uh, they're building those reefs, and uh, uh, just hopefully that uh, the CCA has built the Louisiana coast up, costing about 300000 taking about three days to in <coughs> excuse me, install those reefs. Yep. It will cover around uh, three uh, underwater acres. Uh, of course, uh, Danos International has spent 70 years providing services to the oil and gas industry. The family-owned company has lately broadened its offerings. Cajun Coral is a product of the company branching into the coastal restoration. Uh, good to hear. And uh, you just see the, a lot of those canals, and I'll get wider after the uh, oil companies and uh, drilling yeah. companies have uh, just made way for that. But, That's uh, right. In the long run, hopefully it'll pay off dividends, and uh, we'll see with that. Also, you know, we talked about uh, for a few weeks about the uh, raffle for the uh, CCA raffle for the F-150 truck. Right. That was won by Kevin Belzer, or Balzer, excuse me, uh, uh, from Kenner. Kenner. So uh, he spent his 50 bucks and got him a brand-new truck uh, on that. Yep. So uh, I wanted to announce that last week. The drawing, I think, was on the uh, uh, 14th and uh, didn't have that information uh, last uh, Friday on the 15th. But right. uh, CCA raffle winner Kevin Belzer. Uh, Balzer uh, from Kenner, Louisiana, and uh, hopefully uh, he's happy with his new truck. Don't know when they delivered that, but uh, I'm sure maybe he, when he announced it, he drove up there and picked up his new oh, truck. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. Oh, yeah, just uh, just one of those things in that regard. Yep. Anyway, elsewhere, too, uh, we're a few minutes away from our break, but uh, I'm hearing that the duck count is the lowest it's been on record. That's Rick. what I've been hearing, Tony. You know, I talked to a few buddies. I wanted to talk to them uh and both, one of them hunted over in the Calumet uh, area yeah. for many years and had some successful hunts and all. Right. I talked with him this week, and he said this year, uh, and me and my buds, we moved over to Pecan Island Way. And they've limited out every time they've gone out there. I think the two or three times he's been out there through the season. But he, yeah. like always, he, he was surprised. He's seen a lot of canvas bats. Okay. And also some grays, and uh, also uh, the uh, a lot of green wing teal too. All, uh, they all, saw all big ducks, though. Yeah, green and, and small I, duck, I asked yeah. him about mallards and all. Not as plentiful as he usually saw, but uh, okay. anyway, uh, a report uh, detailing forty percent, forty six percent increase in duck numbers in early November, the first week of December, it tells only part of the story about a population in Louisiana. Of course, uh, one of the uh, biologists with the Louisiana Department. Uh, while I'm fishery, said uh, there were an estimated 850,000 ducks, mostly grays, followed by green-winged teal, which I just mentioned to you. Yeah. And in the state, the aerial waterfowl population was conducted, and this was in the first week in December. Uh, the manager of that program pointed out, while the latest count was significant jump uh, from last month's record low, estimated at 
584,000. It's 60% decrease from December of 2022's estimate of 2.1 million ducks. So hey, uh, that's a lot. Th- uh, it is a big drop in December's estimate of 54 to 64% under the most recent uh, five to 10 year averages of 2.1 to 2.4 million ducks, respectively. Of course, uh, the biologist wrote his statement. This was December the 10th. He did that. He said the recent survey was flown the week before the duck hunting resumed December 11th in the west zone. And that's, you know, we're talking about the Pecan Island area, Grand Chenier, all out there. Yep. And local duck hunters have noticed a difference in the number of certain ducks seen last week while trying to fill their limit. Uh, more ringnecks, uh, green wing teal, canvas backs, mallards, model ducks, gray shovelers, and scup were in the state when the second split began in the west zone. And the biggest increase from November to December among those species was a 330% for ringnecks, which totaled an estimated 159,000. So uh, with that, other jumps were made in the green wing teal, which I'd mentioned earlier in, the, in this uh, segment, uh, 196%. They had basically 151,000. Canvas backs uh, jumped from one thir- 133%. They noticed uh, 7,000. Mallards, 83%. Just uh, 11,000 uh, model ducks, 42 uh, percent, 27,000 grays, 34 percent, 184,000 grays. And the guys they're talking to, they said uh, they'd seen the grays, the green wheel, not many mallards, canvas backs. But yeah. here in the uh, survey, only 7,000. That's not you a lot. The, the drought, Tony, kind of. I'll say that's drought, what I, yeah, I it think it might have had something to do with it and this the year. La- you know? The lack of water, yeah. too. Yeah, uh, with that, of course, uh, we've had a couple uh a couple maybe three or four really nice rains uh, you know in the last month or so but uh in the meantime uh uh anyway you just um you just the ducks uh hopefully are coming back but he said they the one of them said they the two or three times they've been out there they've hit their limits you know mm-hmm. so they were they were not long too maybe an hour or so 90 minutes and uh but uh those are good things in that matter so uh, hopefully the duck hunting will continue Anyway, uh, also uh, the region's estimate is 67% lower than in December of 2022, as well as uh, 54 and 63 below the most recent 5 to 10 averages. So don't put those shotgun duck calls and hip boots away, though. Uh, Suitable wetland habitat with the rains we've been getting hopefully improve uh, with the leaps and bounds. We'll see uh, 4 to 8 inches of rain fell in the region. So uh, with the water... Uh, hopefully you see a little bit more. I mean, I've been noticing too, Rick, how cold it's been up in the northern part of the country or in yeah. Canada. Uh, that's going to come into effect. The the birds are looking for food right. and uh, to eat and all. So uh, with that, uh, of course, the biggest concentration of ducks so far have been in the southwest, mostly on federal and state refuge uh, properties as well as the marshes uh, surrounding Grand Lake and White Lake and the artificial fields around Gaydal, Hayes, and Kaplan. Uh, the biologists noted after the flights uh, along the 17, 10-mile uh, transect lines east-west uh, from Marsh Island to near the Louisiana-Texas state line. So, uh, and the geese this year, Tony, you heard anything? Uh, they still plentiful? Yeah, I, I've heard it's uh, pretty good, but of course, you know, uh, also 11,000 light geese, 1,000 white fronted geese were seen from uh, between the transects in the southwest. The waterfowl biologist said, although many more were in the region based on recent observations and staff reports. Of course, the geese were so plentiful the last few years. Oh, they, yeah. They've been allowing you to shoot them till March. Yeah, they extended you know, the season. Yeah. You know, in that regard. And I can remember uh, a couple of years ago driving over to uh, uh, the Kaplan area. And, uh, man, the geese in the pond. Both sides man, of the road. That's right. Yeah. I mean, they were all over the place, too. Uh, 
uh, with the grays, uh, speckle bellies, and all those uh, uh, geese. So uh, anyway, uh, we'll see how that all transpired too. So uh, with the hunting, but like I said, uh, got a little bit more too uh, about some deer hunting and uh, also some more on uh, uh, ducks. But um, in the meantime, um, uh, folks, uh, so far from what I'm hearing too, the duck hunting, and it's always been the case too, Rick. It's hit or miss, yeah. you know, with the ducks. Uh, uh, with that, uh, of course, it's been many years since I went on a duck hunt. And, right. Uh, and most times, Tony, not always, the second split is a little better because the, the weather gets cooler, you know. Yeah, and February is generally in this area's coldest month. Yeah. So, uh, but the, a lot of the duck hunting ends in January. Yeah. But uh, they have a few uh, cases where it extends in uh, to February a little bit. So. Right. Uh, Hopefully you hunters out there, uh, duck hunters, and uh, with that, uh, it's, it's always been pretty nice. But again, going back, you know, a lot of grays uh, my buddies are seeing out in the west zone. Hadn't heard much on the east zone, too, at all. But of course, if you go out to the Plaquemine Parish area yeah. uh, out there along the river, uh, you're going to see a lot of ducks, too. Oh, yeah, uh, that's, in those that's flyways. a strong flyway, yeah. Yeah, hadn't heard anything uh, down in the marshes in uh, Terrebonne, LaForge, up in that area with much regard to the duck hunting in that area. So, uh in the meantime, uh, uh, the hunters here west of us are pretty pleased, too, yeah. from what I understand. So yes, uh, with that. Anyway, time to take our first break here this morning here on, uh, on uh, Kane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show. We'll be back with more right after this. Locally owned and operated, Alamo Hydraulic serves the oil business on the national scene. Specializing in welding, grinding, and hard chrome plating, Alamo also does fabrication work on cylinders, valves, pumps, and motors of all brands. Located at 2712 West Admiral Doyle Drive, you can call Chris Williamson at 303-3799. That's Alamo Hydraulics, a proud sponsor of the Cane Fishing and Hunting Show. Everyone loves pizza, and everyone loves a home run. Put them together, and you have home run pizza. And yes, right here in New Iberia, located at 3816 East Old Spanish Trail, it's New Iberia's newest takeout pizza, and delivery is available. Dough is made fresh each day, and you get an assortment of toppings. Try the Grand Slam, the Double Play, or Mr. Meaty. They're all home runs at Home Run Pizza, 256-5783. That's 256-5783. Discover Ragin' Cajun, the original Cajun seasoning, and Ragin' Cajun Foods' delicious lines of seasoned red beans, white beans, black-eyed peas, sweet jalapeno relish, Ragin' Cajun roux, rice dressing, gumbo, jambalaya, etouffee, shrimp and grits, seafood bisque, and the new Ragin' Cajun stovetop shrimp oil, gator rub, and sizzling steak seasoning. Ragin' Cajun, the original recipes have been handcrafted here in Acadiana since 1985. Folks, ask them for that Ragin' Cajun. Save ball. A new carrier heating and air conditioning system from Dahl's Heating and Cooling can save you money every month. Thanks to the newest line of carrier energy-efficient technology products, you can lower your utility bill. Don't forget to ask about the cool cash savings through your local carrier dealer. Turn to the carrier experts at Dawes Heating and Cooling. Call Dan, you're my AC man today at 337-367-2511. That's 337-367-2511. License number 6286. Hi, this is Boxcar Bajero inviting you to join me and PGA Golf Professional Teddy Swyman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m. we'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes. And we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240. Chip Shots is sponsored by GolfBalls.com and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, King Row, and Sugar Oak. So let's make a tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Stream us live on Kane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day. 
the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5, AM 1240, and streaming at Kane1240.com. Welcome back to Kane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show. Uh, and with that, uh, of course, uh, I saw an article recently, uh, Rick. Well, recently, I saw it yesterday evening when I was looking for things to speak about on the show this morning. A Mississippi hunter bags a freakish 29-point buck. And, uh, of course, you can't see that here on Channel 1. But in the meantime, uh, as, you know, as we're moving into the winter months, I hadn't heard much on the, uh, basically, with regards to uh, deer hunting. But uh, as uh, we move into winter here in Louisiana, Mississippi, Texas, Arkansas, and Alabama, throughout the many, slowly uh, to start to transition from football to hunting, both sports are favorite pastimes of residents of the Gulf South. In fact, that football is in bowl full of works right now, of course, uh, perfectly for those who want to get out in the woods and see if they can find some meat for the freezer and a trophy for the wall. And speaking of hunting, I don't know if you saw this, too. We, we talked a little bit about it off air. They've been finding a big uh, mountain lion, puma, whatever you want to call them, uh, up in uh, the woods up in Arkansas, in southern Arkansas. Yep. And if you saw the presence of this mountain lion, uh, story out of Clark County up in Arkansas late last week suggested the big cat had been noticed on trail cameras. It's a pretty good size cat, oh. Tony. I, yeah, I, I've seen it, yeah. And hunters are being advised to take the necessary precautions. So for some of you guys listening in and you're hunting uh, across the Louisiana state line up in that area, be careful, folks. They got a big old mountain lion looking around looking for food. So uh, that cat looked like he weighed maybe 150, 175 good, pounds. Good size, yeah. Oh, yeah, a big size mountain lion with that. So anyway, uh, just be careful, uh, you guys up there in that part of the world uh, doing hunting. And a lot of guys that hunt from this area hunt up uh, in the north Louisiana, north. up in that area uh, uh, with that too. Uh, but anyway, meanwhile, there's a story of uh, Hank Wentworth of uh up in mississippi he's an avid deer hunter and he'd been monitoring a deer of course you got those cameras out there uh deer stand and flu plot that uh, had been working uh on since early fall and it was late november that hank noticed something on his trail camera that got him excited for the deer season he meanwhile he noted that the trail uh video where he called a deer of a lifetime according to the story in one of the newspapers in mississippi he uh, wentworth no first noticed the creature on trail cam camera uh on november the 28th he noted that the buck had two sets of double main beams in describing the buck's antlers and after several days and nights of studying the trail camera and images and predicting the big buck's movements wentworth finally had his chance to be in uh, the right place at the right time uh, way back on december the 3rd Wentworth was in the stand shortly after 3 a.m., and as luck would have it, his patience and timing would pay off. And uh, anyway, uh, uh, Hank's uh, uh, social media pages, the deer, is very impressive. Man, if you see the picture of that, I didn't print that for you, uh, Rick. Uh, right. The buck's uh, basic measurements, 5 and 3 eighths inches, and the 5 and a half inches, the main beams were just over 20 inches and 18 inches, respectively. The buck's unofficial gross score 205 and 5 eighths. Five eighths yeah. And uh, if you'd like to see the picture of that, the big bucks in the deer season, make sure you share it with others. But uh, just something, uh, a 29-point yeah. buck, just freakish uh, the way, I guess, his uh, oh, yeah. spikes and all grew out uh, in that regard. But uh, that's something, Rick, you just never see. Yeah, that's, that's uh, I mean, if you get a 10, 12, yeah. right. uh, 13-point buck, uh, uh, that's pretty impressive right there. Yeah. But 29 Wow, uh, a rack of a lifetime, so to speak. 
for that guy uh, up in uh, uh, Mississippi. <clears throat> also, in the meantime, I uh, want to mention, too, that the deer hunters up in that northeast section of Louisiana yeah. are urged to provide uh, deer heads to uh, the free uh, CWD testing. Yeah. Uh, Get them checked. Yeah, it's so important to do that. Of course, uh, it's just they, the monitoring, the trying to make sure that the uh, deer up there aren't suffering uh, from that CWD. And uh, it's just heads up, uh, bring after you take your, your deer down and do all your paperwork and uh, tagging and all that. Uh, to, there, there are a bunch of areas. It's not one or two. Uh, check on the Louisiana Department of Wildlife Fish, Fisheries website and look where those uh, places are or phone number to see wherever you are. If you're hunting up in that northeast section, up there in Madison, Tinsaw, and uh, Catahoula, some of those pa- parishes along the uh, the river coast. So, uh, just a it's just a heads up too, Rick. It's yep. then take it's rather be safe than sorry, That's you know. Right. And they're trying to watch the herd up there in that part of the state where uh, the CWD has been uh, located and acknowledged. So, uh, you hunters up there, uh, it's always wise to do things like that and taking care of yourself and, and all. So uh, interesting. Also, uh, the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries has successfully done a woodcock banning night. And that's something, you know, I was mentioning you off the air, too, uh, Rick, that uh, it, my brother, we had a, p- a nice piece of property out of town. And uh, he used to go hunt woodcock all the time uh, on that piece of property uh, here in Iberia Parish. And after coordinating uh, landholders up in West Feliciana Parish, the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries had successful woodcock banning. That's putting the little bands on the legs of the birds, too, and acknowledging them. They did about 80 birds on that. Uh, of course, the woodcock uh, began arriving in Louisiana from the northern breeding grounds in early November. They began uh, their return migration to north of the U.S. and Canada. They usually leave in early February. During the winter, woodcock often spend their nights feeding on worms, harvested agriculture, and fallow fields. During this time, the biologists of Louisiana Department of Wildlife Fisheries captured them and banned them to gain valuable information on survival, harvest, movement. It's just part of the uh, tradition, and as the statewide woodcock banning uh, initiative, Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries has attempted to expand its access to the nocturnal woodlight habitat. So if you're a landowner with harvested crops or fallow fields uh, and would like to coordinate with the biologists to conduct research on your property, uh, visit the Private Lands Management Assistant Program at the website on Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries. And that's a bird you don't hear a whole much about, Rick. No. But, uh, Used to be big time hunting, Tony. But, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Very much so, Years too. ago, because I remember some of my old buddies, they passed on now, but they used to love that, that woodcock hunting. Oh, my brother used to get into that yeah. big time on our property. Uh, they trained their dogs. I mean, he, he had oh, some good dogs. He, uh, he used to go in and do that for many uh, for a few years, too. And he, yeah. he lived out there on that partial of the property, too, uh, to, to notice that. And he'd go out there, and he'd say, man, you ought to see. It's just, yeah. I said, well, you know, they like the habitat and all. It's right off the sugarcane fields and all. So, yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, he he do his uh, duty with that. So, anyway, uh, elsewhere, tri- uh, Rick, too. Just going back to deer hunting, too. I, I don't know if you're hearing much about that. I know you have a youngster, a son that uh, likes to get involved in yeah. uh, deer hunting and all. Has he had an opportunity any this year? Well, he's did good, and like I told you in Illinois, Tony, he took a, a big took up deer. north, huh? Yeah, that's and, where the uh, beer a lot bigger too. <clears throat> I seen a, a picture yesterday. I mean, it was beautiful. It was uh, on the edge of a cornfield, and they had like 25 or 30 big deer. And uh, the deer are just, they're, they're big up there, Tony. And uh, 
but he, he took a, a good sized deer this year uh, when the archery season at first opened. And uh, but around here, I haven't. Of course, I think it's it's fixing to kick in. Uh, I know that it's been open, but they they'll start you know running the dogs and stuff uh, out in, in the basin. With the water being so low, I got a feeling they'll, they'll, they'll get a few deer this year. Well, I got a, a few buddies, they get together in uh, one of these large tracts of land. Yeah. They hunt out there by Sipmore Point. Yeah. I think they got a lease, you ready? 5,000 acres, yeah. man. But, you know, you wonder the deer, the, the food is not all that plentiful. They're running in the marsh. Yeah. And, uh, of course, I guess out there, if you get a 150-pound deer, which is pretty good-sized deer, a oh, marsh yeah. deer. Yeah. But, and it's amazing. They can literally, a deer that big can run on top of the marsh yeah. without any problems at all. It's not like they lag deep in the mud. Right. It's just amazing how they can uh, flee on, the, on those uh, marshes yep. and uh, and not have any issues with that. And uh, he's, he, he told me a few years ago, we got a 5,000-acre uh, lease, man, between I don't know how many guys on it, but a big big bunch of them. Yeah, and they go out there hunting yeah. all the time. So it uh, just kind of surprised me, too, right. in that regard. Anyway, so uh, we'll see how that all come to fruition. So in the meantime, anyway, uh, the tides today here, Friday, the 22nd of December already. Rolling along. Oh, only got nine more days left in the year. Anyway, the sun rose in Southwest Pass, Vermilion Bay at 659, and sunset will be at 514. Of course, with the winter equinox, okay. hopefully we'll start seeing the uh, little more sunlight. Should gain a little more daylight. A little bit more, yeah. that's right. And in the high and low tide chart, we can see that the first low tide was at 617 this morning. The next Next low tide will be at 748 tonight. The first high tide will be at 215 this afternoon and the next high tide at 1048 p.m. Meanwhile, Saturday, the 23rd, the sun's going to rise at 659, sunset at 514, the same times as uh, yes, uh, today. In the high tide and low tide chart, we can see that the low tide will be at 654 a.m. tomorrow morning and the high tide uh, will be at 317 p.m., just one tide between uh, the high and low tide during the day also sunday the 24th hopefully it's not raining too bad the sun's going to rise at uh, seven o'clock and sunset will be at 5 15 uh, in the high and low tide chart we see that the low tide will be at 7 32 in the morning that's sunday morning and the high tide will be at 407 p.m the average water temperature in southwest pass vermilion bay a brisk 56 degrees right now of course it's probably gonna warm up with the weather today it's supposed to be in the 70s today in that regard anyway yep. in the meantime uh rick uh, we wouldn't <coughs> be here if it wasn't for these fine sponsors you're right tony gotta thank our sponsors alamo hydraulics doors heating and cooling home run pizza and raging cajun seasonings and foods and our motto is always kids that hunt and fish don't steal and deal